Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Malon Lele, and welcome to the Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast for today. Uh, my name is Lucian Nilal, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Today, I'd like to introduce a fine young couple, Anna and Kiani Taranaki. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. And please tell us a little bit about yourselves. Kia everyone. My name is Kiani Taranaki. Just a little bit about me. I like to play video games. And also, I've just started doing a little bit of videography on the side. I find it fun every now and then. Cool. Hi, everyone. Thanks for this opportunity to be on here. I used to be called Ana Saulala, and now I'm called Ana Taranaki. You're <laughs> when, welcome. <laughs> when we first got married, I forgot, so I used to say, oh, I'm Ana Saulala. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the church. I've always been a member. My parents have always been a member. And I'm currently not working at the moment, but I am home with our toddler girl and I think that explains most of what my day is like. <laughs> nice. So thank you guys so much for sharing that with us. I did know Anna as Anna Saulala back when she used to live across the road from me and she was actually my first piano teacher. I remember every day of every Friday after school we'd have our piano lessons and I'd always be so excited to go but then the kids play on the road and here's me carrying my little yellow folder walking across. And I always used to fall asleep at the piano too. So I'd always just pretend to fall asleep just as she wouldn't wouldn't wake me up to go. Then a few minutes later, I'd hear someone knocking on the door. And then when I go and open it, Anna's, oh, I'll listen. And I was like, she's just waking me up from my fake nap. And now I have to actually go. (laughs) So I'm grateful for your persistence and your patience. Most of the callings and everything I, I do within the church has come from playing the piano. Instead of just letting me have my fake nap, you came and chose to wake me up. And that shows a lot of persistence and patience, which actually leads to our topic for today. So our topic is based on Jeffrey R. Holland's 2020 general conference talk called Waiting on the Lord. So I'll just like to start by asking you guys a few questions. In the waiting and waiting, when help seems so slow and coming, what has been some key things that have helped you make it through the challenging times? One thing that's come to mind is prayer. It's such a simple thing, but praying and seeking out Heavenly Father's help and knowing what to do or or feeling comfortable with something that we want to do, that has always seemed to be the place where we start when we are faced with the decision that we need to make or if we're waiting for ages for something that we need, prayer is always the first point of action. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think another thing would be having someone, having a friend or a family member that you're close with, that someone you can talk to. In my case, it's obviously Anna, uh, but I also have really, really close friends that I have to talk to and that they are open I'm open to them and they're open to me and we're able to work things out. Maybe we're facing similar challenges or maybe they've experienced other things that, you know, that I may have, haven't experienced as of yet. Thank you so much. And I really liked how you said that 
you're able to speak to someone, whether that's um, your wife, Anna, or even to other friends that you may have. And I was thinking about something that was shared online where they said, your parents can't choose your friends, but your parents can put you in places where you can choose the right friends. How has true friends within the gospel or your YSA mates, how has their support helped you to wait on the Lord? Yeah, our, our parents can't choose our friends for us, but they can put us in places where we can choose the right friends. So how has making the right friends within YSA helped you to create an environment where they can support you when it comes to waiting on the Lord? It's really, really hard to find really good friends these days. And I, good friends as in like friends that'll tell you that you're going to make a mistake or it's that's not the best decision for you or friends that are able to say, hey, look, I've seen you go through this before. It seems like the similar situation that you're in right now. One friend in particular I like to name, his name is Peter Hofano, Bishop Hofano, <laughs> and a few other good friends as well. But him in particular, he's a really, really good friend because he's able to counsel with me. And we all just counsel back and forth. And he's taught me a lot about waiting upon the Lord. And it's really important too because obviously other people have different experiences and different challenges and their own trials. But at the same time, they're quite similar. It might sound contradictory to itself, but the way I felt that the Spirit has worked with me is just understanding that we all have weaknesses and that we just need to be patient and take things one step at a time, day by day. And usually what I like to do sometimes is just to take a deep breath and just sit there for a little bit and just tell myself, it's not the end of the world, you know, it's just sit there and just kind of think, 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 and just be okay with with how your life is going at the moment. For me, how a good friend has helped me in the waiting on the Lord process. <clears throat> I just thought of like, sometimes we can pray and pray, but when we have that person physically there to continue what the Lord is already doing, it has helped me not give up because I've reached a point and I'm like, oh, I just want to give up. And then my friend just turns up and somehow she manages to... She doesn't say anything like the when I think about it, one of my really good friends, I won't say names so I don't forget anyone because everyone's been a good friend to me, but it's those Christ-like friends who really just, sometimes they don't need to say anything, they just need to be there and that's what the Lord has been for me. But I've reached a point where I've almost given up, but that friend just showed up and that helped me keep going to continue to wait on the Lord. I really loved what you said about not giving up, which leads me to another question. So. As you think about your journey throughout YSA to now as a married couple, have you experienced any instances where trusting in the Lord felt harder than just letting go of a dream? That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. That's why we laugh because we're like, oh That's man, a... <laughs> we should really talk about this. Yeah. Please don't be offended. I'm already offended. <laughs> I'm already offended because you said that. I was just thinking when I was in young adults, I used to always beat myself up with my weaknesses and my imperfections. And I used to worry a lot about what people thought about me. And that was mainly because I didn't want to offend anyone or I was always trying my best to please people just so that they knew that I really did care about what I was doing or... If I was trying to help them with something, I was trying my best to 
do what was right and now being married before before we got married i thought like oh i'm pretty perfect <laughs> in the sense okay. that you know i've I lived you know i'm pretty perfect <laughs> no <laughs> i mean i've had lots of experiences where i've failed and i feel like i have overcome, overcome them everything. but when I got married, I was like, oh my gosh, I still have heaps more weaknesses. And now I got to deal with someone else's oh, weaknesses. True. <laughs> true. Is that how you see that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the point I was no, trying to make right. is have our own weaknesses and other people's weaknesses to deal with. It can make the waiting a lot harder on the Lord. And you're not sure how long this is going to take because marriage is forever. <laughs> And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but in that waiting, though, the Lord has helped me see that we do have things that we can learn from each other, and I think that's the lesson that I've learned. I really loved how you shared that it's not just your weaknesses that you're holding now, it's you and your husband's weaknesses, and that kind of makes waiting on board even harder. It might be easier for someone that's just getting to know somebody. We can let it go when but you guys are married now <laughs> there's no such thing as letting that dream go because the dream's not going anywhere i was just thinking of that as you were sharing which definitely is led by the spirit but throughout the talk jeffrey on holland talks about hope as an anchor he says that hope is an anchor of the soul why do ships need an anchor its purpose arises only during winds and storms so in saying that, I'll ask the question again. As you think about your journey throughout YSA to now as a married couple, have you experienced any instances where trusting in the Lord felt harder than just letting go of a dream? I was just thinking about my experiences as a YSA up until I was married and how hope was an anchor for me and stuff like that <clears throat> and weaknesses. And I thought about, and others, right? Like, you, you share these burdens together in marriage. You try to hide your own weaknesses personally, but eventually you're able to share with your spouse about that weakness, you know, being open and honest. And that's one thing I've definitely learned throughout our marriage. And, and can I just say, why I say in marriage life are totally two different lives. So I was baptized when I was 15. That was a new life for me. Before that, I was a completely different person. I was really naughty and stuff like that. And then when I got baptized, changed person. And then when marriage hits, you're another changed person. So you're going through these cycles in your life, and your lifetime of being a changed person. And it's quite difficult at the beginning. It's very foreign to you and it's hard to um, adapt sometimes. And I was thinking, man, when have I felt that hope was an anchor for me? And uh, I look back and think about my mission and something that I was told before my mission was when you serve a mission and uh, you return with honor the Lord will take care of you and I got off my mission and everything seemed to be going good as I suppose of what my good seemed like but I said to the Lord I'll get a job I'll get my own flat or I'll go live on my own and then I'll get a wife that's how I want <laughs> because look I'm um, self-reliant pay my tithing now going to church, serving my calling, <laughs> get a wife, become the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not that one. But in my head, that's all like, oh man, you know, I can do this. So within the year, as a support worker, and then I moved out and started living on my own. I was like, oh, yo, I'm ready for a wife now, Lord. 
<laughs> so, yo, give me that wife. So I started going on dates. And then I just all went downhill from there. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? I didn't know. I thought I was ready. I thought, you know, I was doing the right things. I was praying, going to the temple. I went to the temple, Hamilton Temple, the day before it closed. And I was like, yo, awesome stuff. And uh, I couldn't figure out why I wasn't being blessed with a companion. But even throughout that whole time, the Lord looked after me more than I can imagine. He would always provide for me. You know, it was, it was really hard to understand. Right after, you know, it wasn't working out, I couldn't find a wife. And so I kind of stopped searching. And then along came Anna. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing with me. When I search for stuff, for some reason it doesn't happen. When I, I want stuff or I ask for blessings and I want to be blessed with certain things that help me throughout my life and that are obviously goal worthy and spiritual worthy and all that stuff it just doesn't seem to work out but then when I don't focus on it it just seems to work out like I don't focus on that and I just kind of work on myself slowly and slowly all of a sudden the other thing that I wanted to get works out for example marriage I was even thinking about being married and next thing you know two months later I'm married when I got off my mission I was thinking about marriage two years later I wasn't even married it sounds so weird but that's just how it works for me and I've seen that pattern in my life and it's quite difficult because you can see how impatient I could be with the Lord and so having hope and having good friends having Anna there having the Lord there and, and like I said just sitting there having time to myself to take a breath and just to think look it's okay it's not the end of the world just take a day by day just just slowly yeah i think like just something that came to mind too that i whenever he talks about this i always think about the lord's timing not our timing and even though we can put in the extra effort but sometimes just the waiting itself is enough but waiting doesn't mean just passively waiting that's what i've learned he still put in the effort and then the lord gave him the blessings that he needed at the right time yeah i guess i wasn't submissive like i wanted He's prideful, nah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Not the P word. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I am prideful. And I was, and I told Anna too, I'm like, look, I'm really prideful. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm like, gosh. You're so humble. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> see, see how prideful I was. So you can think of it like that. Nah. In that sense, I was prideful. I thought, you know, because I was living on my own, I had a good job. I was ready. I thought I was ready. I was like, yep, I got it in the bag. Give me the wife, please. And it didn't happen like that. And so just goes to show you how many father, he knows your exact thoughts. He knows your exact intentions. And we just, well, me, I just need to humble myself and just accept that you know, the Lord's timing is not my timing. Nice. Thank you so much. And I really loved how you shared your experiences. I was just thinking of it in a whole new way about the word waiting and how when you're able to just submit yourself towards Heavenly Father and just trust in Him, waiting wouldn't feel like waiting. When you're just able to do your part, you're able to not just sit there and like, oh, why am I not getting married? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? But just to show that as you'll be anxiously engaged and just doing what you need to do, Heavenly Father would do it himself. There's a reason why it's God planning on okay? But it all revolves around the P word. Don't say it. 
gives me chills. But <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. Was there anything that you want to add? I know to the thing about waiting or just waiting in terms of Heavenly Father's plan. So my experience, and this is also along the lines of waiting upon the Lord and how I waited. My experience dating, because I was in a YSA ward and I love that ward too. Every time I, I, I went on dates, I would talk to some of my really close friends, some of the boys. And the conversations we had was we always talked about the goals that each and every one of us had and what we wanted to achieve. It just helped me 100% be okay with dating because they're really supportive. Like we're all mature about it and we had a mindset of eternity. When it comes to dating for YSA, I feel like it's hard to get that mindset across. Look, I'm looking for someone to spend eternity with, not a year or two with. And in the dating phase, when I was waiting for Anna, I was also waiting for the Lord. Each day I would have prayed about it, asked my friends about it, how they feel about it, and counsel with each other, and encourage them, look, go to the temple, or if we knew someone wasn't too good for them, we'll be straight up and honest, be like, look, do you see yourself with this person for eternity? And that was just continual back and forth counseling with my mates. And I found that really, really helpful as a YSA because it's so confusing and you can get really mixed emotions and you can really try force the Lord's hand to tell you if this is the right person. And you can also get false feelings for someone and think it's the Lord because you're so prideful. You don't want to accept no for an answer because you think you really like this person because they have a flash car or they earn good money. You just got to accept no for an answer and it's not easier said than done. Just a little something to add is the Lord, whatever you need to help you within the waiting process, go for what you need. And at the end of the day, it's always going to be on the Lord's time. We know from our own experiences that the Lord does know best and he knows us and what we need. I didn't really have similar experience with Keanu in terms of having friends that I could turn to in the way he did. But I learned from people's experiences and I always reached out to them if I needed help but it's just nice to know that the Lord does provide other ways for us to get what we need to help us get in that right mindset or whatever it is in order to prepare to receive his blessings thank you so much as you were sharing that it reminded me of why waiting on the Lord can seem so long at times have you guys had any experiences where the Lord has answered what you asked for but it didn't come in the way that you expected it man yeah for sure one distinct experience i had was when i was i was about a transfer left on my mission which is about six weeks left but we're in the flat and this afternoon there was this girl that i liked she was from america she had finished the mission and she emailed me expressing her feelings she also liked me as well, and I was like, it's cool. For a moly boy from South Auckland, chat, chat me, all right. I was so hard out into this girl because she was from America and all this stuff. And so this one afternoon, we're in the flat with my companion, and through the practical odds, like, oh, how am I getting money to get over there, or this, blah, 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 I'll just study at BYU, blah, blah, blah. Your typical scenario. And it's a low percentage of chance I'll make it over there. And get to marry this girl and so i started praying about it and previous to that too i took that question to the temple the question i asked was 
should I marry this girl? And the answer I got was, it'll all work out. And I was like, what the? That was just so strange. What do you mean? What will work out? Like, it didn't give any specifics. Like, the spirit didn't say, yes, this girl is the one. All I got the prompting was, it'll all work out. And uh, that's all I got. Long story short, I, I did go to America and I found out she was not the she was not the one. Nice, nice. Sure, sure. <laughs> I really love that. Um, it just goes to show that Heavenly Father has been answering your prayers the whole time. It's just, it wasn't the way that we wanted it, not the time that we wanted it. It's just so many things. And honestly, I'm so grateful sometimes that I do want some things at the right time. But yeah, Anna, was there anything that you wanted to share about your experiences as a YSA or as a, a married couple now of how Heavenly Father has answered um, your prayers in a way that you never thought? Just following on from Keanu's experience, the moment before he asked me out, we were at a, a YSA camp and I was just there to have a good time because I was stressed out from FSY. the beginning of yeah, FSY and the beginning of the year and it was great and all, but I was like, man, I just need to chill out and have some fun and I was just there to enjoy um, the time with the YSA and that's all I was focused on. And the first day, just this thought came to mind because the theme of the camp was now is the time and the Lord just prompted this, this um thought make marriage a priority and I was like oh okay didn't I didn't question it but I didn't realize I hadn't made it a priority and then everything kind of happened after that thank you for sharing I loved how you were sharing about priorities and how even Cameron was sharing before about how he had finished his mission he had his own place to stay he had a good job and everything and then I was just thinking about myself and how I really thought that I could tell Heavenly Father what I wanted. My priority list looks so different to what Heavenly Father had for me. And that included going to school, just being engaged within the church, and then just putting my family first. And how that was on my list. And as I was ticking things off one by one, I had graduated already. And within my callings at church, I'm sweet, I'm all good. And just when I thought that Heavenly Father had helped me to achieve everything that I had worked for, he instilled a desire to go on a mission. And I was like, oh, why now? Aren't you meant to go when you're 19? I'm about to turn 24. And then you instill this desire to go on a mission. It just really taught me that Heavenly Father has been listening the whole time. But he just, he's molding me into a person beforehand so that I can enhance um, my experiences as a missionary as I'm able to leave. But just from those experiences, and I really love the experiences that you guys have shared, how have these experiences brought you closer to the Savior? There's something I want to share regarding my mission, that's why. So it's a bit hard for me to talk about it sometimes. I came back a little bit earlier. And, um, I never, <clears throat> I never felt so judged in my life. And 
it's just always be like why would the lord give me this experience and why is it so hard for me but the experience just made me turn to the lord more because i knew at the end of the day that no one would really truly understand my struggle but him and by some miracle i have no idea how i ended up back on my mission and i just knew that saying waiting on the lord is so true that the one person we can wholeheartedly put our trust in regardless of whether the time is good or bad is the lord i think for me because i am a prideful person a lot of these experiences just humble me real quick to get me down to ground zero and to help me stay on my feet and this is my perspective everything just relies on your covenant everything falls back on being married and sealed and just working on our marriage every day and every week month and year we're just able to get better and better and that in itself helps me to come closer to the lord just kind of realizing that i'm no one better i just need to accept what heavenly father has set out for me and i i love it and even though things don't go my way hey i still gotta love it i just gotta accept what heavenly father has put in front of my path and it's even more of a blessing to do it with the spouse to do it with honor and i can guarantee it doesn't make it any easier <laughs> you think your trials and challenges are all gone when you <laughs> when you get married and up but it's just the opportunity for you to grow to grow your character to grow your testimony I remember on my mission, we had a dinner at one of the senior couple, a really lovely senior couple. And they told my companion and I, look, when you get married, you and your wife are going to despise each other sometimes. But when you lie down at night next to each other, just take a deep breath and just say to each other, I love doing life with you. Because that's what it is, it's just life. And I always reflect back on that when we go through our challenges we're in that state of mind where sometimes we just see red and always remind myself like marriage is going to be hard having children is going to be hard having bills to pay is going to be going to be hard seeking an education finding a good job is going to be hard maybe serving in a church calling is going to be hard it's not impossible you're going to work your way around it and that's something that i've always told anna even though we're going to hate each other Like, our marriage is not impossible. We're going to find a way. There always, most certainly, has to be a way. Even though it's one in a million way. There's always just going to be a way. No matter what. So you can't just sit down and be like, Oh, that's it. My life is ruined. There's nothing. Our marriage is ruined. There's nothing else we can do. Literally nothing. False. And that's definitely what has brought me closer to the Lord is understanding that's when the Lord truly works his, his miracles is when you don't expect it and the scripture and doctrine and covenants how you reprove with sharpness you show an increase of love afterwards it's true we talk about we counsel with each other we try not to yell at each other we just sit and counsel each other and that's it and then we when we talk we're just like what the heck were we even mm. arguing about <laughs> who cares and I go get some takeaways and then we just love each other more after that I think for me in answer to your question and just to add to what Keanu shared every time I've turned to the Lord it helps with my perspective my eternal perspective and then I add on understanding true doctrine and that helps me 
feel at peace with whatever's going on in my life. And it reminds me of something that Elder Holland said in his talk, Waiting on the Lord. He was saying Christianity isn't comfortable and life won't be comfortable. And it just made me think about the purpose of why we're here. These experiences, for me, what I've learned is the ultimate purpose for them in my life is to help me become more like my Heavenly Father. And that doesn't mean being able to just overcome challenges, but it's loving more. That's what I've learned in my life so far. To love the way Heavenly Father loves is such a great power to our character. Because sometimes I'm like, man, how can Heavenly Father love us this way? But he does, whether it's the bad times or the good times. And I think it's important to you know, always feel that when you do turn to the Lord, he helps you have the proper perspective you need to carry on. One of my favorite quotes is from prison boy Kate Packer. He says, true doctrine understood changes attitude and behavior. The study of the doctrines of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than the study of behavior will improve behavior. The reason why that's one of my favorite quotes is because when I continue to understand doctrine and what it means and personalize it to my own life, it helps me realize what kind of person I can become or how can I improve my testimony, how can I become more of a saint or a better husband and a priesthood holder as well. Thank you so much. And just our last question for today. <clears throat> what advice would you give to someone who is contemplating on whether it is worthwhile waiting on the Lord? And you guys can just like share any advice that you would give to those that like dating or those that plan to get married or those that are going on a mission or even those that are struggling within the gospel and just don't know if it's fit for them what are some thoughts that you guys may have take your time like there's no real rush no true rush don't get caught up in the rat race of society and stick to the key points especially with dating just one make sure you have really good friends to talk to and that understand i feel from my experience there's a certain kind of mindset you have to have before you start dating and it's just a mature mindset like you take a girl on a date you get to know her it's just that's all it is you're getting to know the person and if the river doesn't flow then the waves only wash one way so you just move on and get to know other YSA girls as well and if they're angry they're angry it's not your fault I only say that because of my own experience and it's out there a lot of times we talk about when someone asks you out on a date they're not asking you to marry you so just be patient take your time do all the right things don't compare yourself the thing that came to my mind was just don't give up on the lord because the lord won't give up on you and i know too if you're going through a hard time or a hard decision or um, thinking something's not for you it can be hard to remember that in that moment but i also know that if you stick to what you know in the gospel or what your testimony is at the moment then it's somewhere to start to help you keep turning to the Lord because when I was going through hard times like it really tested my faith in the Lord and if God was really there but it's like a cycle you go through that all the time and it always happens when something doesn't go right or doesn't go according to plan but in my experience when I've stuck with it with what I know that no the Lord is there he does answer prayer and that has helped me to stay 
on my knees to pray, to strive to read the scriptures, to find answers. But also like adding to what Keanu said, sometimes it is just taking your time as well. Because I'm oh, I got to get things done right now. Like I got to find my answers right now. But just give yourself time and give the Lord time too. Because ultimately it's preparing you for your next step or preparing you for the next thing that's coming in your life. And that's, I feel that's all the Lord really wants to do is just help us prepare, especially preparing for the eternities. Because I honestly didn't think I would ever get married, so I don't really push for that, or <laughs> which is probably bad. Why did you think you'd never get married? I guess because I thought I was going to find someone and I'd annoy them so much that I pushed them away. Hold and... on. Nah. <laughs> Hold on. Nah. Almost there, nah. <laughs> Hang on. I, I guess I... I think I was just scared. I was just scared. Scared of? Being hurt and things like that. And I think it just happens in every situation in life that we're in. We can't avoid struggle. We can't live a stress-free life. <laughs> Yet. But, yeah, that's probably why I was afraid of it. But I just know that Heavenly Father has blessings for us regardless of what they might look like because I don't want to say oh marriage is the best and that's the ultimate blessing because Heavenly Father has different plans for all of us but I know that he has eternal blessings and the ultimate eternal blessing is our happiness he will do what he needs to help us feel the true happiness that we desire in our lives but that doesn't come without challenges just don't give up on the Lord because he definitely won't give up on you but that's easier to say for me because I've had those experiences. So maybe test the Lord for those who might be struggling with the gospel. Put his words to the test so that you can know for yourself. Thank you guys so much for sharing everything that you guys have shared. Honestly, you guys are going to help a lot of YSA with the things that you have shared today. I know that even though they may be uh, personal experiences, I know that some of the YSA can be able to resonate with um, your experiences and be able to learn from them doubt not fear not podcast series has been produced out of the auckland institute building with contributions from young adults across new zealand if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast see our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com This recording is not an official publication of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.